Welcome to the Voices of LTCI, presented by the Helper Bees. This is a podcast about the industry that's shaping the way millions of older adults are aging, focusing on stories from those who got us here and those who are carrying us forward. These are the Voices of LTCI. Hey everybody, I'm Shar. I'm CEO of the Helper Bees, here with another episode of Voices of Long-Term Care Insurance. Very excited to have Dave Ramsey, who's president and CEO of Continental General Insurance. We're both locals, so we're both in Austin in his beautiful office here. Dave, thank you for having us, and thank you really uh, for being on the podcast. Thanks for making the trip over, Chart. Really excited to be here today. So always open with the first question, and we'll take it from there. Uh, how did you get your start in long-term care insurance? Yeah, so so for me, you know, kind of like you, I consider myself, relatively speaking, a, a long-term care newbie, even though, you know, you've been, uh, or I've been around maybe a few, few years before you did. Um, but I, I like to differentiate that I was not around back in the 80s and 90s yep. when, when all of uh, the challenges uh, uh, that we're now dealing with uh, kind of came about. But, but uh, I'm quick to say that I'm, I'm certain as I've gotten more familiar with the industry that if I had been around back then, I would have fallen into the same traps, made the same errors that uh, the other actuaries yeah. uh, made. So uh, no, no judgment there by any means. But uh, I'm an actuary by training, and I've been in this, uh, you know, I've been an actuary for 30 years. Started my career back at One America, who I know is an active player in long-term care, especially in the uh, in the hybrid space. But that came about there uh, well after I was gone. So I, I can't claim that as my, my first intro into long-term care. Uh, my first exposure to long-term care was actually here in Austin, uh, where where I started off at a, a boutique uh, actual consulting firm, oh, right. and so I, a couple of our clients, one being Continental General, where I'm at today, uh, we did a lot of actual work for Continental General, um, and then uh, who had obviously has long-term care block, and then another big client of ours was uh, the New York Department of Financial Services, where we did uh, a lot of uh, statutory financial exam work for all the major uh, New York domestics, which a lot of those have long-term care blocks. So, uh, you know, the Ginworth New York company, as an example, uh, we were in there uh, really digging into those blocks, um, you know, several years ago. So that was kind of my first exposure to long-term care. And then after kind of burning out a bit in, in actual consulting, you know, I had, I had young kids at the time. Uh, I had done that, that gig long enough. I was looking for something a little bit more more stable. I had an actuary once, a chief actuary, tell me that uh, a small company, uh, he took that job just because he, he wanted just to hit singles. He wasn't looking to hit home runs. That always kind of resonated, resonated with me for some reason. So, you know, I thought, you know, I, I'm, my kids are, are getting older and I'm, I'm tired of working all these hours. This opportunity here at Continental General came up to be a chief actuary of a closed block. Yeah. It sounded... Uh, so I'm like, okay, maybe that's you know, be hitting singles. Don't have to don't have to deal with distributors and marketing, um, and and so I, I made the jump over here and and uh, be careful what you ask for because I think uh, you know it was only a few months later that the, the company got sold and um, you know here we are several years down the road and uh, you know long term care is, is definitely not a not a sleepy sleepy product but um, you know we're. When I joined Continental General, we had 70 employees. We're three times that size now. Um, we, you know, we just launched a TPA. Uh, we've done two uh, two significant long-term care acquisitions since my time. So uh, it's it's definitely not uh, not just sitting around hitting singles uh, like I yeah. thought I was signing up for. But uh, it's been great. Uh, really excited uh, where I'm at. So. I mean, that's an interesting trajectory coming in, thinking that it would be 
really safe uh, job or role. You know, since we've known each other, the what you've been able to do at Continental General and been able to really reframe who who you guys are out in the market. You, you just hit on two that I want to dive a little bit deeper into, but going out there to become a TPA and, and, and tell me a little bit more about that here in a second. But as you start to diversify your strategy and acquisitions of blocks, what have you learned along the way of of now becoming a really innovative and forward-thinking company? Not that y'all weren't before, but as, I mean, I'm, I'm taking your words, but as a single, now you guys are going, I presume, for a lot more than that. Yeah. No, it's it's been really exciting to see the the change here at the company. I mean, you just, you really have to keep up on the technology. Um, you know, I like to say the, the TPA side of things is is, is new for us. Uh, you know, we've got a great uh, great owner who who comes in with with a lot of, brings a lot of a lot of good ideas, and as as he really assessed our company and, and identified what our strengths were, looking for new revenue streams. You know, there's not a lot of uh, you know long term care services services out there. And so we uh, did the administration of our own block and we thought, well, we ought to, you know, why can't we just leverage that and uh, do this for other blocks? And started down that path, that journey uh, a while ago. It takes a while to get licensed in all the states, um, but we've just got the, the, uh, the, the last state uh, relatively recently. Um, but, you know, it's one thing for so many years, we just administered our own policies and we were good at that, but it's a whole different ball game um, when, you, you kind of turn the turn the sign on that we're open for business and you're actually servicing for other clients. And yeah. so it just brings a whole different mindset um, for the team that, okay, we've got a, not that we were necessarily sleepy before, but you just, uh, it just kind of takes you to a whole nother level when yeah. you're, um, you know, so many years you've just been doing your, uh, you know, 60,000 policies and now you're, you're opening up the door to, to servicing other, other clients. So. so that's an important point. Is that one where, you differentiate yourselves from others, which is, hey, you guys came at it from a carrier, servicing your own customers over the years, learned a lot of really good things about how to communicate with the customer. Now you're gonna apply that to other blocks. There's a different responsibility associated with that, but is that one of your big differentiators or are there more? Exactly, I mean, that, that we benefit so much for the, for the many, many years of administering our own policies and the lessons learned, and we can, we can demonstrate that to any prospective clients, uh, you know, look, look what we've done. Um, and so, you know, versus a, a startup or, or somebody that's, that's kind of dabbling in this, this, this business is so complex, there's so many moving pieces. Um, you, you just, you can't just jump in and, and dabble in it. You yeah. have to be able to, to prove out that you've been able to do it successfully. And, you know, and also the TPA aspect also really brings us, uh, you know, some differentiation when we're out there looking at acquiring other blocks, because that, yeah. that's another path that we're on. Um, to, to grow, uh, there's you know so many uh, long-term care blocks out there that are are sitting at companies where where it's not core, um, and and those companies are are meeting with interested parties frequently, and uh, you know when they're um, trying to decide whether or not to uh, you know do something with their block and and you know send, send that away to somebody else, I, I think it's important to them to, to most of them anyway that they would be sending their policies to a company that's been doing this for several years right. versus somebody that's just starting off. So um, it, it opens some doors and some and generates more discussions having our TPA than, than when we didn't have the TPA. Yeah. And you've already got a few early wins, right? I know you yeah. probably can't talk about it a lot, but uh, any teasers that you can give us? Yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, on the TPA side so far, uh, right now, we're, we're, again, we just got that last license. 
Um, so we're uh, kind of moving into it uh, uh, strategically. We're trying to be disciplined here. Um, as, as, many, uh, you know, as many know, doing a big conversion of a long-term care block, that's not something you're gonna do in a two-month period. You know, that's usually, you're talking nine, 12 months. Yeah, um, and so we're, we are interested in doing those things. But starting off, some of the, some of the things right out of the gate um, have been things like uh, utilize leverage, leveraging our, our claims team to do claims audits for other, um, for other companies that are looking for a, a second, third set of eyes to come in and do claim audits. And that's, you know, that, that, that's right up, uh, you know, their alley and what, what the group over there has been doing for, for years and years. Um, and and not, a, not a huge project, not a, not a big heavy lift. So we've got some wins there. It helps develop some of those relationships with some of those carriers. And then um, we've got a couple, uh, you know, uh, real opportunities. One is signed and one, one uh, we, we think is close to signing. Um, we'll call them insure tech opportunities where, again, this is ideal uh, out of the gate for us as a TPA um, because these are, this isn't a conversion of a block. You know, this yeah. is somebody that's launching into the, the market for the first time, not, you know, there may be a long-term care component to it, uh, but it doesn't have to be long-term care. But these are things that are only going to grow um, as they sell products so that we can grow along with them. And those are just perfect, you know, perfect opportunities for us here in our early stages as, as a TPA. That's great. Well, usually I ask guests, what do you like about our long-term care insurance industry? I'm going to ask you that question. I'm going to frame it a little bit differently because of something else you had mentioned before, which is around the acquisitions of blocks. So, if you could answer it, like, what do you like about our industry? Because we have now verifiable facts that you guys obviously are bullish on it if you're going and acquiring uh, other blocks out there. But what do you see out there in particular about our industry? It could be a personal thing or it could be something specifically around the blocks that you bought. Yeah, you know, a couple of things. I'll, you know, I'll hit, maybe I'll hit the personal uh, side of things first. I was going to maybe say this early on when I, you know, as far as what attracted me to this business, I, I like to say, like say long-term care is kind of like the turducken of, of uh, insurance products, right? So, uh, you know, it's got a component of health insurance, it's got a component of life insurance, and, and there's clearly an annuity component to it. Um, and given my background uh, as an actuary, I've worked in several, you know, when I was inside companies, I worked in different departments on different products. As a working at a small actual consulting firm, you kind of had to be a jack of all trades and was exposed to all kinds of different products. So it really fit my background and attracted me to the market, yeah. given that it, uh, it was such a diverse uh, product with so many different moving parts and complexities. So from a personal standpoint, that's what that's what attracted me to it, even though it has been such a challenging market. Um, as far as, you know, from a uh, from a kind of general perspective and, and why we're why we're bullish on it. Um, yeah, again, we, we see we see what we've been able to do, uh, you know, with our own block and with our acquisitions. You know, one of them is is early. So, you know, we can't uh, declare victory yet. Uh, the, the one that we did back in 2018, that the Humana acquisition, again, um, you know, I'm not naive enough to, to uh, declare that one victory yet because this business is very cyclical and very volatile. But in the, in the four or five years that we've had the business, um, it's performed very well for us. And so we've, we've been able to see what we can do with those blocks. Um, and just in, in all the, the discussions and opportunities uh, that we've had talking to all these carriers um, that would really like to exit the market, um, you know, we just see similar opportunities there, even though every block is different um, to what we've done with, with uh, you know, with, with Humana and with, with the Anthem block. So um, that's, you right. know, and, and 
all of the, uh, I know we're going to get to this, but, uh, you know, we're definitely uh, excited uh, about uh, the things we're seeing on the wellness front. Mm -hmm. And uh, that creates a whole nother, you know, another dynamic as to why we're bullish. Okay. So we talked about bullishness on the industry, yours personally, as well as um, at Continental General Insurance. Nobody's ever referred to it in, in terms of poultry, but I think it was, it's a great <laughs> Couldn't help metaphor. It. Um, but thinking back on your career, is there any other milestone or, or particular event that stands out to you? Yeah. Um, probably, probably got a couple here. I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give one that's, that's a little dated and one that's, that's very recent. So, um, I'll, I'll think back to, uh, when I, you know, when I started here at Continental General, I was, I was the chief actuary, uh, back in 20, 2019 was when I was, was given the opportunity to, uh, uh, early 2019 to, to become the CEO. It had only been in that position for, uh, it, it couldn't have been more than, than six weeks. And um, we, uh, at the time, were using external counsel for all of our uh, local regulatory um, uh, counsel for uh, working with the Department of Insurance. And we are the only domestic long-term care company here in Texas. So we get a lot, because of that, we get a lot of attention from the Texas Department of Insurance. Um, and I got a call one day. I just got tipped off uh, by somebody that uh, the Texas Department of Insurance is putting you into supervision and they are sending a, a caravan of people to your offices to kind of take, take over your company. Um, and wow. you can imagine what's racing through my mind, right? And of course, you know, I, I, like everything's fine. As far as I knew, we're in good financial uh, shape. Didn't have any issues regulatory-wise. What could be happening? Um, and you know what, you know, so all the things, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? All those thoughts start coming, coming to mind. Right. And, yeah. and the calling, calling the chief actuary, the CFO who were next to, we're just sitting around the table, just, just sitting there waiting for the, the department to show up. And, and I kid you not, you know, 10 minutes later, the phone rings and, and she says, oh, you know, my contact called me back and said it was actually one of my other clients. It wasn't even you guys. And it was like. You know, so that was uh, obviously I'll never forget that. And yeah. uh, uh, so uh, that always jumps to mind as one of those memorable moments that really gets you to think about uh, where you're at. But even though I was confident that everything was fine, that was uh, uh, kind of one of those uh, similar moments that uh, really gets you to think. The other, the other thing I'll mention, you know, obviously very fresh and, and uh, definitely a sad story. But you know, we've been doing the chief actuary and... Um, our pricing action and myself, we've been, as many companies do, we've been going around uh, over the last several months meeting with a lot of the, uh, the commissioners, a lot of the insurance departments um, with, with a couple of different uh, focuses. Primary focus is to talk to them about uh, rate increase filing that we've got in front of them and you know, talk about the needs and, and what the justification is there. And then we've been spending a lot of time educating them on what we're doing specifically in the wellness mm -hmm. space and with, with our various pilot programs, um, which they're all very interested in and, and most of them are excited about that. So we've been going state by state uh, to uh, talk to them. And we, uh, one of, surprisingly, one of our largest states uh, is actually Hawaii. So, you know, I joke that uh, the three of us kind of kind of took the bullet and made the trip to, to Hawaii yeah. here recently to meet with the, the Department of Insurance just a few weeks ago to talk about a, a big filing that we had in front of them in our wellness programs. Um, and, you know, I don't think I'll ever forget this because I'm sure many of you have seen what's happened in Maui. 
Um, but uh, we, you know, I, we were right there on Front Street at one of the uh, one of the restaurants that uh, was lost in the fire um, just a couple weeks ago. So it's just kind of yeah. kind of in shock. It's very surreal having just been at a place like that um, when something terrible like that happens. So my, my heart goes out to to what those people are dealing with. Um, yeah, as so. is ours. I mean, it's a good lesson in timing. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So. Staying with that theme, though, of lessons, I mean, it's interesting, your career trajectory within long-term care insurance, starting out as a consultant, which is like your first sort of entrance into that, consulting with the very company that, fast forward a few years, you become CEO of. A lot of listeners are are in their careers, looking at career advice. Do you have anything that you'd um, give out, words of wisdom or a particular uh, maxims that you've thought about over your career that, that you want to impart on others? This is, this is trite, but to, you know, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, which is, uh, you know, easy thing for me to do. Uh, but I, I think uh, one, one thing I'll, I'll reference um, that, that I've been blessed with. So, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll you know, refer back to what we're privately held, um, you know, really uh, value our, our owner and the support that he gives to us and, and what he's brought to our employees and to our policyholders and, and to me personally. And, and I, uh, you know, I still remember when I first started working with him a few years ago, um, you know, just within those first few weeks, um, he is a, he is a uh, uh, Harvard alum. And, you know, in that discussion, we started talking, he said, Dave, I really want you to go. Uh, Harvard has this great executive education course. Um, and I'd really like to, to send you to that. So, of course, a couple things run through your mind, right? One, I, I'm honored. You know, yeah. it sounds like a really cool thing. But then I'm also thinking, well, how bad does he think I am that I've yeah. got to go send me right. to school for, right. um, for all this time? So, um, so anyway, I, I think that the lesson here, um, and I'll, I want to talk about that experience a little bit, um, is just always challenge yourself. You know, always, uh, you know, you, you're never, never too old to, to learn. Go, you know, go out of your comfort zone. Um, but this this course that I'm going through right now has just been life changing. And it's, um, it's a, it's a program where you, you go for three solid weeks for, for three years in a row. Wow. Um, and so I went last, last fall, I'm getting ready to go. So it's fresh in my mind. I'm getting ready to go. I'll be there all the, the last three weeks of September, but it's, it's very intense and it's very, you know, it's, uh, you know, given, given his connections, he was able to get me in, but it's, it's kind of an exclusive club that the hundred folks that are in this, are just so impressive. They've accomplished so much. So just being around these these people for three solid weeks. I mean, most of these people have you know started businesses from the ground up and and sold them, and now they're kind of trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. I mean, there's um, you know there's famous people you know like like entertainers, uh, you know lead lead singers of, of bands that you would know if I said said your name. So it's so humbling and um, you know eye opening. These people that have been so successful would put themselves through this yeah. this intensive course. Uh, but it's it's three solid weeks of you know I live in a dorm, I've got you know I've got three three kids in college right now so they they think it's hilarious that I'm having to spend three weeks you, you know a dorm. I don't have a roommate I do get yes. my own room but yes. but I you know I send pictures back home to my kids and they're like your room is smaller than ours you know at college so they think that's that's hilarious but it really has been um, just a life changing experience I'm really looking forward I'm only partially baked I keep telling the team here. Because you do have to go through all three units uh, before you you know you really get the solid uh, the solid education. But I've just learned learned so much from that, made some great connections, 
definitely a fish out of water. Uh, you know, like I, you know, I gave some examples of some of the types of people that are there. So then when, you know, when you go around the circle and you come up to me and, you know, I'm an actuary that, you know, run, runs a, runs a, a long-term care insurance company that doesn't really sell anything. Um, last year we didn't have the TPA, you know, it, you kind of feel a little out of place, but, uh, um, but it challenges you, uh, just grown a lot. And I think, you know, the, the, probably the biggest takeaway so far in this from that course has been just the importance of middle managers. And so that was something that I've came back and in the, in the 10 months since I've been back, I've really tried to be intentional um, about a meeting one-on-one -on -one with, with our middle managers. And so much gets filtered as I've learned both directions, you know, whether it's me to their direct supervisors or up to me um, that I didn't realize, you know, and, and so, I, I kind of went on this journey for three solid, it took me three months to actually meet with each one of these, these individuals one-on-one -on -one for about an hour and just, you got to, got to know them more, learn, learn about them personally and just find out, you know, what's going on in their day to day. And they're, they're the ones that are really, you know, in the trenches. Yeah. And so you can learn so much about your company when you do that exercise, even though it was, you know, a lot of work, um, they seem to really appreciate it. Uh, I'll probably do another cycle. Um, when I get back with that with that same group, but I learned so much about our company by going through that exercise. So. Well, that's great. I mean, I think that's a really, really important lesson. I've always known you to be a genuine and humble guy too. Being able to say, I can't imagine the thought process you just outlined two of them at the outset of like, oh wow, that's really awesome. Man, do I really need it? Yeah. And having these conflicting views, and then saying, you know what? No, I, I, we're all we all could be better. We all can learn more. Being identifying that and going through this really exclusive programs and seeing other like-minded people who probably went through the same thing, right? Or, yeah. or even if they're at the top of their industry, being able to say, you know, there's more I need to learn because maybe I'm on top of this industry, but what right. are others? And I, I can see a direct parallel between where you and Mike have taken Continental, where before, I mean, that parallel follows, right? Where you guys were solid, but now you're branching out and taking what you've learned and innovating so yeah. kudos to you to, to, to not only <clears throat> excuse me not only to to identify that core value but live it yeah it's it's intense it's been great i'm looking forward to going back um but it's uh yeah you, you don't you don't come home at all you know classes wow. they give you sundays off but uh you know i hadn't had any formal education since i graduated college you know a long, long time ago so uh it's but it's been great it's been great looking forward to going back so yeah there's some good advice out there for leaders that say get comfortable being uncomfortable and going back to school, being away from your family, just thinking about going to class right now makes <clears> me <throat> very uncomfortable. So like again, yeah. that, that's really interesting. Um, staying with the theme of, of innovation though, where do you see now? You guys are branching out. Um, I know you guys are looking at other blocks out there. Uh, I'm sure bringing a culture of innovation is probably probably not your first value prop, but I'm sure it's there on the page. What areas of innovation particularly are, are you most excited about in our industry? Yeah, so um, you know, the, the wellness initiatives, both, both pre-claim and post-claim, um, you know, we're not, uh, historically, we haven't necessarily been cutting edge, but I'd like to say we're fast followers. So um, it didn't take us long to kind of jump into that, into that game. And so we're pretty deep in to some pilots, as, as, as you know, um, and on the wellness side and uh, looking at others. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's something that we're really, really excited about. We're, we're too early in that, uh, in that journey to, um, 
you know, to, to declare victory, but um, we've seen what the success that other companies have had. Um, and we're really happy with, with the ones that we have launched and are starting to launch, how those are kind of coming together. And not, not just from a, from a business continental general perspective, but even, you know, just from a, the impact we're um, expecting it's going to have and, and, and believe it's going to have on our policyholders. Yeah. Um, just, you know, being able to provide them with, with tools and resources that, that allow them to um, age in place and to stay at home. It's, it's, it's refreshing. Again, I, I know, you know so many have said this, but being able to have that interaction that isn't just a, here's a rate increase. You know, here's actually, you know, another way, a different way that we're trying to help solve this problem. And so that's, We've got obviously some hills to climb there, some some relationship repair to do, but uh, really seeing you know even here in the early stages some some wins, and I think for us as we we do have an appetite to take on more of these blocks that are out there, uh, that again it's a little too early for us to um, you know put a dollar amount just yet, but we we believe as we move forward um, some of the other companies that. Uh, you know, just have kind of moved on from long-term care. It's just there. They own it. They, you know, they kind of view it as a, um, you know, as a nuisance. Uh, if we can, you know, we're the one that we're, we're willing to go in and do that work and take those on and apply some of these wellness programs to it. Um, it just kind of, you know, shrinks that bid ask spread and, and gives us some opportunity. So that's that's one area. I think we've got a lot of energy around data and building out tools, identifying tools, forming teams. Finding expertise, that skill set, um, again, because that, that's part of what has caused this problem is just, is just the newness. Even yeah. even though it's been around forever, long term care is still relative to other insurance products. It's still relatively new, and so um, you know, as it, my actuary is coming out in me here, but the the you know more more years that that uh, buy here, the more we learn, the more we know, the more data that's available, and we're just trying to, you know, where there's a lot of companies just you know for for various reasons have had to move on. Um, we have the luxury having, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, uh, privately held by an owner that's in it for the long term. We, we have the appetite to, um, you know, do the work and invest the money that it's going to take to do what we think and what we've been able to prove to turn these blocks around. Yeah. Um, so. Well, Dave, thanks. Thanks for being on the episode. Really, thank you for being an inspirational leader, imparting lessons of being able to go be a lifelong learner because you never know, you might, company you're consulting for, you might take over as CEO <laughs> and lead it one day, make sure that you're prepared. Appreciate what you're doing for the industry as well. Of, It's rare to see individuals go out there and buy blocks and spool up TPAs. You've done that all within the last year or two. So appreciate your leadership. And again, thank you for being on the episode. Great, well, this is this is great. Really appreciate you pulling this together. So it's, I think it really, uh, in addition to the services that the Helper Bees provides, uh, you know, things like this and your, um, active engagement in the uh, in the long-term care communities has uh, really been a, a breath of fresh air, and we all appreciate that. And it's it's great that you just live down the road from yeah, me, so that's very easy, convenient. Easy trip. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. Great. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks.